You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. When I started planning for season two, I made a list of guests that I probably couldn't get, but would continue to dream about as I could only hope that one day it would finally come true. Jamie Ivey was on the top of that list. I am elated to get to share her story with you today. There's really nothing else for me to say, so you'll just have to sit back and enjoy. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Jamie. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So first, tell us about yourself. My name is Jamie Ivey, and I live in Austin, Texas with my husband, Aaron. And my husband, Aaron, is a worship pastor here at a church in town. We have four kids, three in middle school, three middle school boys, one fourth grade girl. I have a podcast, and I wrote a book, and love my life. There it is. So we're going to talk about your book, If You Only Knew. I love the part in your book where you talk about not rooting your identity in what you do because so many of those titles that we have or that we give ourselves can be ripped away. So I think in that area, a lot of people do struggle. I know I do. Um, How did you come to that realization? Well, not easily. I'll tell you that much. Um, You know, for so long, For so long, my identity, I gave myself the identity of things I had done in my past. And so it was based a lot on just some struggles that I had had. And I thought those were going to define me forever. But I think we can do that. I can do that even today with making my identity more of my job or how well I'm doing in my job. And so I think that what, when that becomes difficult is when things aren't going that well. And so then you think, oh, well, then I'm, I must be a failure or I must be worthless When in fact, you know, jobs come and jobs go and, you know, you have ups and downs in your marriages and things change. We live in a constant, Mm -hmm. like we're always changing. And sometimes those are really good, healthy changes. And sometimes they're super hard changes. And so I had to kind of learn if my identity was going to base on how well I was doing or how bad I was doing in whatever area that might be. I was going to be constantly not knowing who I was. Mm. So figuring out who you are before anything goes amazing and before anything goes south is where you need to find out where, where that kind of middle, not middle, but who am I before anything changes? So towards the end of the book, you talk about vulnerability and you say being vulnerable is not as we sometimes think the same as being helpless, defenseless, and weak. Vulnerability within a relationship is what keeps you close. I love that. But how can we do that better? It's hard because we're going to get hurt. Um, And I think that we will do anything and everything to not get hurt. And so basically that means we're going to put up walls um, and we're going to make sure that no one can hurt us. And the way that we can do that to make sure no one hurts us is that we don't ever give ourselves to anyone. And so vulnerability involves giving yourself to someone. And I mean that in a very, you know, platonic kind of way, like me and a friend of me letting her see the real me, not the Instagram me, not the podcast me, not the person I want to see when I walk into a church, but like the real me. And so that's going to take me taking a chance on her and her taking a chance on me. Um, And so I think that we have to kind of make a decision that no matter what the cost is, I'm going to find some people in my life that I can be 
the real me with. And what I have found when I have allowed that to take hold of my life is that those relationships are deeper. They are stronger. Um, I feel as though people have my back more. And so did it take work? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Have I gotten hurt before? A hundred percent. But it's always worth keep going. So you recently shared a video of bringing your son Amos home from Haiti, and it was so heartwarming and it touched me deeply. How did you and Aaron make the decision to adopt? Mm, well, that's a big one. So when we lived outside of Nashville, Tennessee, when we were early married, um, we had our first child who's 14 now. And at the time we were attending at a church where a lot of people were adopting little girls from China. And so we kind of were surrounded by adoption and we had never thought about adoption before. Like I never knew anyone that had adopted. I never knew anyone that was adopted. And so it was the first time that it kind of became something that was a reality that we saw our friends around us doing. And so God just started to move in our hearts and we really felt as though, you know what, we are going to add to our family next through adoption. And so we just marched ourselves down to an adoption agency, not a clue in the world. And that's what started our journey towards our family. And so our first adoption is our son who is 12 and he was a domestic adoption. He was born in Texas while we lived in Tennessee. And then God just kept moving us towards adoption. We never discussed biological kids ever again after Mm. that. And so, and then I had visited Haiti on a trip. And so that kind of planted a seed in our hearts. And when we were ready to add to our family again, doors just kept opening. And that led us to our two kids in Haiti. I love that. Mm -hmm. So when you started your podcast, what was your intention? Was it just for fun? It was totally just for fun. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I had previously worked in radio about a year and a half before then. And so I knew that I liked this medium of communication and I knew that I enjoyed um, talking to people and hearing stories. I've always felt that. Uh, But I had no idea, A, what I was doing. And if you listen to the first, you know, 50 episodes, you're going to understand that clearly. (laughs) And I didn't even know that it would be something I would continue to do. It was this hobby that I enjoyed and had no idea the potential that it could have. So I loved the episode with Kathy Lee, and I know she was kind of a, a you know a dream guest to have on the show. Um, I even loved you working your way up to the episode because you were like, I don't want to jinx this, I don't want to ruin it, which this is kind <laughs> of how I feel about talking to you today. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> but who is your next dream guest that you would love to have on the show? You know, I've got a couple of people that I would really love to have on the show. Um, one of them would be a lady named Juliana Zobrist, which it's just out of the blue. And I feel like that you either know who she is or you don't. Her husband plays baseball for the Chicago Cubs. And so I started following them three two World Series ago when he played for the Kansas City Royals and just kind of started really intrigued with her life. And she does uh, music and they're Christians. Um, of course, I'd like to have Joanna Gaines on. Yes. Um, I'd like to have Priscilla Shire on. I think she's coming yes. on soon. So we'll hopefully see that happen. Wow. Um, yeah. So people like that, I'd, I'd love to have Carrie Underwood and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I have a list of people that I would love <laughs> to have on. We'll just have to give them some time. To, You've to got see. to. They need to come with the happy hour. Yeah. You've got to have that list so that you can just keep keep it top of mind and yes. and it will come true if you write it down right that's how it I works. hope so I hope so <laughs> so g- bouncing back to your the topic of vulnerability because you you are very vulnerable on the show and your your guests really do open up as well um, and that's what I think 
um, listeners like myself really enjoy about your show. Um, what has been the hardest part of your life journey thus far? Oh, gosh. Hardest part of my life journey thus far. Um, it's got to be hands down parenting. Um, parenting is one of my greatest gifts. It is also um, something that I have to work super hard at. So um, I love being a mom. It is just the best. I love it. I love my kids. I love our family. Like I am in love with my family. Marriage to me, that relationship between a husband and wife, it comes pretty easy for Aaron and I. Um, mm. We have not had, we have had hard times. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but we have not had seasons where we don't know if this, if we're going to make it. And I have friends that have, and, and mm-hmm. they love God and they're going to make it because they're, they're faithful and they're going to pursue each other. We haven't walked through those seasons. I'm not saying they won't come, but we haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, so marriage is something that comes fairly easy to me in my uh, relationship with my husband. Parenting is something that I'm constantly needing God for. And I'm not saying I don't need God for marriage. I do, but I'm just, I hope that I'm making this make yes, sense. Yes, yes, yes. But parenting is something where I want to I want to be such a good mama to my babies and I want them to know Jesus and I want them to love each other. Um, and I want our family to be like, you know, the family on parenthood and they all come home on Sundays for dinner <laughs> oh. with their wives and their husband. And, you know, yes. and I just I want all of that. So I want I want closeness with us and I want them to love each other so well. So it's something that I really work at. I'm not saying it's been the hardest in a way like, Oh, I wish I didn't have this. It's Mm -hmm. been the hardest as in, man, I really want, I really want my family to succeed. And, and for my family to succeed, a few things would mean to me is that they, is that they love the Lord, that they love each other and that we all stay together. That would be my dream. Uh, Not location wise, but like we just, we love each other. And so I would say that I have to push really hard into that um, because it's a really big value to me. So flip that on its head. What's been the most enjoyable part of your of life parenting journey? or my life of just your life? And oh, maybe it is I, parenting. No, hands down, my relationship with my husband. Um, not sweet. a question asked. Uh, we really do, and I hope this doesn't come across as cheesy. We really do love each other, um, and we love to spend time together. We love to get away together. I am a big fan of marriage in general, and I'm a, just a big fan of my man. So that's probably what I would say. And that, that is apparent in anybody that follows you on Instagram or, or listens to the show. So I do love that. And I'm so glad that you share that with everyone. Thank you. We, we love each other. So mom to four, like you mentioned, podcaster, Mm -hmm. wife, author, speaker, much more. How do you balance everything in your life? Uh, you don't, you don't balance everything at all. (laughs) Um, it's a big myth. You can't do it all. You know, I always it, it does look like that from the outside looking in. I can understand that. Like, man, she's she wrote a book and she has a podcast. She has four kids and her and her husband do date nights and she travels and speaks and all of those things. Um, but I'll say a couple of things about that is um, when I am away, when I'm out of town and I'm working, whether that is a book tour or I'm speaking or MC at event, whatever, if I'm away on the road and I'm working, the thing is I'm a hundred percent working and I am not parenting. And so Obviously, I'm still the mom. Believe me, I get the text messages where my soccer. I get all of those. I'm still <laughs> in the game, right? Yes. But I can't do both of those at the same time. The same goes to true at night when I leave my office and I go home. I try really hard to. I'm I'm in mom mode right now, and so unless there's a deadline or we've got you know an event right around the corner, 
I'm mom mode and I'm not working mode. And so I always say, man, you can't do everything at the same time. You can do it all, just not at the same time. Also, I have help. Like I have someone that comes to clean my house, you know, twice mm-hmm. a month and I have groceries delivered. Man, I'm telling you, gro- getting groceries is like the hardest thing in my life right now. So, so um, you know, it's so true. I cannot get to the grocery store to save my life. Uh, but I love me some HelloFresh. So yeah. we do that, you know. And so there's just there's a lot of things that come in to play. And there's things that, that you give up so that you can do other things. So any, no one can do it all at the same time. That's for sure. What are your favorite ways to be selfish? Uh, well, I just bought myself a uh, – um, well, I, now that you asked that, I'm thinking of several. So let me just <laughs> keep, go down the list going, here. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought myself a massage packet for the next six months, Good a massage you. every month. Yes. And I bought it um, a month and a half ago, and I haven't used it once. So oh. I will use it. It's there. That's this is that's a good thing for me, knowing that it's there. Um, you know, I love to get my nails done. It's not even for me. It's not relaxing. It's not like this is a – I just like having my nails painted. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a selfish thing for me, I would say. It makes you feel just a little bit more put together. It makes you feel a lot more put together. I will say that. I – have, I, I feel I feel put together if my nails are painted, yeah. So is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Um, I wish I was reading more. That's on my that's my bad though, but I wish I was reading more. Um, let's see. Sometimes I wish I was in Mexico with my husband, but that doesn't really count. <laughs> um, you know, I wish I was reading more, and I think that I, I take full responsibility for that. It's not like, oh, I don't have time. I do have time. I'm just – you know, not cutting out the time for, I really enjoy reading. And it has been something that as I've gotten busier, it's kind of fallen back, which is a shame because you learn a lot from reading and you know, your, your experiences are expanded. And so that's what I wish I was probably doing more of. Finally, what is next for Jamie? What is next for Jamie? Well, you know, the, the book's out, so that's good. Um, the podcast is still going great. I have an idea for another podcast. I'm going to try to launch by the end of this year. So that's probably what's next. Yeah. We will keep our eyes peeled and stay tuned for more. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for telling your story, Jamie. I hope I can help spread the message you're sending by sharing this interview. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.